Hey everybody, you're listening to Living Theology with the Luby Brothers, a podcast dedicated to understanding and living out the gospel. The gospel that brings us to God and transforms us into the image of his son, Jesus Christ. We are your hosts, Doug, Greg, and Mark Luby. Once again, we have another series that we're bringing out. This is our third series, and it's going to be one that takes us quite a bit longer. Uh, we may take some breaks in the midst of it, but we're going to be doing a series on Book of Romans, and we are titling the series Romans. Very fitting. <laughs> Based off of the Book of Romans. And we're thinking about Common Ephesians. <laughs> we're thinking about Common Ephesians. We decided against it. A little confusing in the titles. Yeah. So, uh, but we're going to be going through the book of Romans and we're going to be doing this in sections and we might take a few breaks to hit on some other issues. One of the things that we talked about was potentially taking some time just to say, what are the things that take people out in their faith and spend some time doing that? So we may take a break at some point in the series to do that. But Doug, could you introduce this series, why we're going to spend uh, a large amount of time in the book of Romans and just go through it as a book? For sure. We all love the book of Romans, and it's been so helpful for us in understanding the gospel, understanding our place in the world, understanding who God is and what he's done. So we're really excited to go through this and excited to get to discuss it with one another, because we've all spent a lot of time in the book of Romans, and we've discussed it quite a few times. But I think this will be a unique way of going through it together, learning from each other, and getting to share with you all what's significant in the book of Romans to us. So maybe the first question that we'll go over here is just how has the book of Romans been significant in our lives, and what are the things you guys have done to study it or to begin to understand the book? Greg, would you want to start us? Yeah. I, uh, a couple years back, I was with a friend and he had suggested memorizing the book of Romans and when I heard that at first I kind of thought that was a little bit of an outrageous thing to do but we started doing it and so I started memorizing the book of Romans and it was a couple year process to do that but I think that through memorizing the book of Romans it became just such a powerful part of my life and I began to see just truths of the gospel in new ways through memorizing the book that I had never seen before and so that's kind of how I got into the book of Romans and just grew to love the book and the truths that were found in the book of Romans and I know you guys kind of started doing a similar thing as well. Definitely. When I was in Malaysia for two years, the first year God did so many things in my life. He showed me so much of my sinfulness, and yet he was so present and engaging with me. It was such a deep and painful time. Um, But I realized after my first year that I hadn't been spending a lot of time in the Word, studying the Bible, doing scripture memory, and there was this hunger that I had. And at that point is when Greg had started to memorize the book of Romans, and I thought, Wait, is that actually a thing that someone would do this? Mark, you said something similar to that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, does, is that even like a thing? Can you do that? 
Because Martin Luther had recommended that every Christian memorize the Book of Romans, but I just thought that was just Martin Luther being intense. And then my little brother is doing it, and I begin to think, I, I can try this also. So that combination for me of longing to know God's Word better and feeling in that first year overseas that God was helping me to engage with Him more deeply met in a pretty interesting way and in getting into the book of Romans. So I started memorizing it and started listening to John Piper's Roman series, which is 220 messages. But I basically listened to the whole Roman series in one year waiting for taxi rides. <laughs> and so it took this time that I was really hot and angry and frustrated. And taxis took forever. Uh, yeah, sometimes when we were on campus, the taxis just wouldn't come around to us. And now they've got apps to just call a taxi and everything. But at the time, we didn't have that. So it took this time that I was just hot and angry waiting for a taxi to being sanctified and I don't know, Piper has a way of magnifying Christ and going through scripture in such a clear, helpful way that it was just a significant year for me of memorizing Romans and listening to all those sermons and beginning to understand more fully what the gospel is. And there's something about memorizing scripture that forces me to slow down and understand it and meditate on it so much more deeply because so I've done several Bible studies and those have been really helpful but taking that time to slowly memorize it just made it sink in in deep ways and Mark you were saying it had a similar effect for you right yeah a lot of times so I, I began memorizing it in I want to say 2014 or 2015 because, uh, Greg, you had encouraged me to consider memorizing it. And I was like, I, yeah, yeah, my first response was, uh, I think I was probably, like, a little taken back. But I was also like, okay, if this is a good, if, like, the, Greg's challenging me to do this, like, it's worth considering. And so I considered it, and I decided to do it. And because I'm somewhat of a creature of habit, I decided just to go a verse a day. And I had already memorized uh, Romans 8 at one point. But then just started to go through a verse a day. And one of the things that I noticed that was kind of fascinating was once I got later into the book, a lot of times what I'd be memorizing and what I'd be learning would be separated by about a month. Mm -hmm. So I'd be really focusing and dwelling on the things that I'd gotten to about a month ago. And those are like hitting me and becoming clear. But it wasn't until like a month of just like memorizing and sitting in and meditating on that I began to do that. And and, I, and honestly, too, I think there's just, like, I'm great, grateful for that, Greg, that you would have, like, jumped into that, stepped into that, you would given me a challenge to do that, that I saw other people who were intentional about memorizing scripture, and even though that has been a foundational thing for me to memorize scripture, I've seen so much of the grace of God even in that, that I've had examples in that, and been encouraged to do that, and was pushed in ways to do that, and to experience the grace of God through scripture memory in ways that I just wouldn't have experienced if God hadn't put people in my life for those examples. And so I'm grateful for honestly both of you guys for being an example in that. And, um, yeah, so. I stopped at Romans 15, 21, because after that, Paul's talking about his plans to visit Rome and he's greeting all these individual people with hard names, but you guys actually memorized the list of names and everything. Yeah, because so. I'm type A. Oh, I, I don't know I, if it was... I didn't do the list of names. 
Oh, I thought you did. No. Okay. I'm so like, maybe just Mark did the list of I'm names. like type A, somewhat <laughs> compulsive. And so I probably felt a moral obligation to do it. Uh, I it, probably should have. I just always figure which I'm not saying is memorizing I'm going to be going over the next 50 years of my life. And uh, <laughs> I might just start something else, another book, and do that for the next 50 years instead of the names. So... I think it's funny, Mark, that you go through it one verse a day and you know how long it's going to take you versus for me, I just memorize in chunks and batches and I'm super inconsistent with it. But then I'll do large amounts at one time. So even there, there's a difference of how we go about it. And yeah. yeah although for Romans, I had to be more consistent. But discipline's just not that great of a thing for me. So I thought it was cool, though, even like in that year where I was memorizing and going through it is it really in a lot of ways defined like a year of learning for me and so much went through um, or came through the passage as I was learning that year. It's just really, yeah, I'd say Romans is one of those passages or one of those texts of scripture that it's in my mind as like a foundation kind of no matter where I'm going now. Um, absolutely it gives me this big picture of what is the gospel what is salvation that is like a grid that helps me think through so much of the rest of scripture and connects a lot of it absolutely what are some other ways you guys feel like Romans has helped you in your walk with the Lord Yeah, I think for me the biggest thing is that so many truths that I knew maybe in an intellectual way really Mm. became heart knowledge and conviction because I began to see how Paul kind of systematically has one thought and the book of Romans is just a building thought and Mm. um, and the whole book is kind of like that I used to think it even stopped kind of at eight and then went a different direction but I think the whole thing really is one continuous thought and building systematic argument and so what I began to see is the systematic argument for how we're saved only by grace through faith in Christ, how we aren't saved by works in any way or any regard, and Mm -hmm. our justification before God is not a work of our own. And Paul just so clearly builds that argument in a way that um, I think for me in the past, I even saw my, the genuineness of my faith or the level of my faith is maybe what would save me instead of seeing that the object of my faith, Christ is what saves me. yeah. So if you think about it, we're going to stand in judgment before God, and he would say, why would I let you into heaven? Mm-hmm. I think sometimes I used to, if you'd really press me on that, I'd say, it's because of Christ, but here's the things that I do for my justification. But I think now I see it as I'm 100% in on if Jesus is who he says he is, I'm saved. And I'm saved because of what he did, not because of what I have done, him doing, or will do. And that just became mm-hmm. a first time I really had assurance of salvation in my life and the way Paul just builds an argument for that how it's illogical we could be saved any other way but by Christ because God would owe us something it would um, it just wouldn't make logical sense that mm-hmm. we would be saved by our own works it goes against the very nature and character of God and God himself wouldn't be God if we could save ourselves and so it was just really powerful to see that and I remember mm-hmm. I was at a conference where a guy had been part of a church that had been kind of preaching salvation by works. And I remember just hearing that and having such a conviction in my heart that what they were saying is wrong just because I had so meditated on the truth and knew how Paul was writing. And from there, 
I think over the past couple of years, that's sort of how it started. But over the past couple of years, as I've been mm-hmm. continuing to study the book, I think what I've seen more and more is why that's the case too, and how that mm-hmm. all ties into really God's glory. And that's yeah. what I was saying is in Romans 8, it kind of ends with this pinnacle of nothing will ever separate us from the love of God. But then it continues to build and says the reason why God saves us by grace through faith, not anything that we do, is so that he would get all the glory for our salvation, so mm-hmm. that he would be the one who's glorified in the way he saves. And as we bring absolutely nothing to the table, it just magnifies the greatness of his grace, and mm-hmm. it causes us to overflow in just gratitude towards God because our entire salvation is just a gift from him not something we've done or earned, not something we've even mustered the faith for, but something that was given to us by God and even the faith to believe. Absolutely. I agree with you that at first Romans is really significant for me and just wrestling with the question of are we actually justified by faith? Yeah. What does that mean to be in right standing with God? In the beginning of what we're going to be doing in this podcast, going through Romans 1 to 4, is going to hammer on that question. And that one is so significant for us. And I think that was one of the things in college I was really wrestling with. But then there was always this question, if I'm actually forgiven, I'm in right standing before God, apart from my works, then how do we live or why do we live and obey? And realizing as I went through it and was memorizing it and listening to sermons, Romans continues on and addresses here is how you live this Christian life. Here's why you live it. Here's what it looks like. And seeing that Paul doesn't end at justification by faith as if that's everything, but the gospel continues. So the gospel is not just how you're converted, but it's also how we continue to live day by day the Christian life. And seeing this not just as something that makes me thankful for what God has already done in my life, but thankful for what he's continuing to do and realizing I'm actually dependent on him now. I am still dependent on Jesus to live the Christian life just as I was dependent on him to be forgiven in the first place. And I think that's one of the ways that Romans has been really significant to me post that college time frame of seeing how mm-hmm. does the gospel speak to my life today? Yeah, yeah. And I think for me, a lot of, probably similar, I mean, a lot of my questions, a lot of my issues have been somewhat of a systematic outflow of, like, sometimes at the beginning I'm just wondering, like, I mean, for me, a huge struggle I've gone through is just this feeling of condemnation, feeling shame for my sin. Mm-hmm. And that's where Romans 8 actually was, in a lot of ways, my entryway into the book of Romans. Not that I had never read it before by the time I was 19, yeah. but there was a a several week period where I pretty much camped out the end of Romans 7, beginning of Romans 8, where Romans 8, 1 is the, well, seven twenty four is, um, wretched man who I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? And there's a ton of context to that, obviously, but his answer is, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord, mm-hmm. so that I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law of sin and death. And then Romans 8, 1, which is one of the just most foundational verses in my whole life is, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And that idea of understanding that God does not condemn me, he does not hold my sin against me, that I am forgiven because I am in Christ, like that was huge. And so I spent several weeks where that was kind of the passage I would go to. Mm-hmm. Um, 
even that beginning of Romans 8, uh, end of Romans 7, was kind of uh, several weeks in a row just sitting in that. And more so, <clears throat> that being a paradigmatic verse for much of my life of like, there's therefore yeah. no condemnation. When often what I was experiencing in my life and have experienced is just feelings of shame for my sin, feelings of condemnation, and just a total weight of sin. And so there's been times where there's just been verses like that in Romans that have just been sort of those life passages. And that's what we were talking about some with our significant passages of the faith. And that's mm-hmm. kind of how we ended up deciding to do Romans is because <laughs> we're like, Romans is significant. We could do one on Romans 4, on 5, on 6, on 7, on 8, on 9. It's like, we should just do Romans. <laughs> this series is an outflow of the significant passages because as we were listing significant passages, so many were in Romans that we thought we may as well just do the book of Romans. Yeah, we could either dance around it or just do it. <laughs> we decided just to do it. Uh-huh. Mark, I think what you're saying there also leads into this next question of what are we hoping for people who are listening into this podcast? And I think one of the things that I would just start with there is, like you were saying, your issues of feeling condemned are addressed and spoken to in the book of Romans. And seeing for all of us that the gospel today still speaks to us. And I think a lot of times we wonder, how do we still live out the gospel? What does it look like to trust in Jesus, walk by faith? Is it still relevant to me today? Or is it I'm forgiven and I'm justified and now I just kind of try and live out my best? Romans really helps us to see how the gospel is for us. Romans 1.15, Paul says, I'm eager to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. So he's wanting to go and preach the gospel to these believers. Often Jerry Bridges talked about the idea of preaching the gospel to yourself day by day. And this is something that isn't just he's making up, but Paul is wanting to do that. The gospel is not just for the lost it's for all of us, all of us as humans. So I think one of the things that we're hopeful for, for anybody listening to this, is that you would get a greater picture of how the gospel is relevant and life-changing, compelling, joyful, sufficient today in your life. Mm-hmm. One vision I've kind of had for the book of Romans, and I, I think I've probably heard this from someone else, um, but as it is often things I learn, I'm like not really sure where I learned it from or if I came up with it or a combination right. or just came up with nothing ever, but I've just synthesized everything I've learned. But anyways, one illustration I've heard for this book or thought of for this, probably both, um, that I think is really good is to think of Romans kind of like a mountain and you go through the depths of Romans 1 through 3. I think this might be from Sinclair Ferguson. You go through the depths in Romans 1 through 3 and it's like weighty and intense and it's talking about like, the world fallen into sin and suppressing God's truth. And it just gets into it. It doesn't really mess around. But then you get out to the end of Romans 3, and it's like you just get this image and this vision of you're on top of the mountain and you're looking over and you're seeing, like, the glories of the gospel, yeah, the glories of God. And you could almost end it there and just be like, wow, what an incredible book. <laughs> like, what a great story. Um but then you get to Romans 4, and it goes more, talking about Abraham justified by faith, continuing to reveal just the realities of the gospel. Then you get to Romans 5, and it's talking about 
more realities of the gospel. And it's like every time it's another peak that you're going up and the vision of the gospel just grows. And as you go through the book of Romans, you're going to chapter four. It's like, wow, what an amazing view. Chapter five, oh my goodness, what an amazing view. I didn't think it could get better. Chapter six, this is incredible. Chapter seven, like amazing. Chapter eight, like surely it can't get better than this. And you just keep going up and you're like, this. there's just the glories of the gospel revealed in the book of Romans. And that's what I love about it is it's one of the most complete outlayings of the message of the gospel and the way it just escalates in the glory of God. And then it culminates in Romans 11 by saying, oh, the depths and the riches and wisdom of the knowledge of God. Romans 11:33. how unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has been his counselor, or who has given to him a gift that he might be repaid? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. And I love that just the, oh, the depths and riches and wisdom and the knowledge of God. And my hope for this series is that as we go throughout each peak, that we can say that more fully. As we see the image, the vision of the gospel and the glory of God, that for us together as we discuss it, that our mm-hmm. minds and our hearts would grow in that. And then for anyone listening, that your heart would grow in that. And we, we mentioned the idea of memorizing the book of Romans. That may be one that um, some of you might be interested in doing. And uh, if you want help with that, I'd love to talk about that. But that's a great, um, a great challenge to consider doing. Or even just memorizing a verse or a couple verses mm-hmm. um, from the book. It doesn't have to be all of Romans or nothing, but it could be... <laughs> memorize a few verses in Romans 8 like and have those just be the foundational verses but the book of Romans is one that has been yeah incredibly significant for our lives will be a foundation of how I do ministry the rest of my life and um, mm-hmm. I hope it's of encouragement for you all as you listen and process through the depths of the gospel and the glory of God revealed in the book of Romans so lastly before we end Doug would you like to just give kind of a brief summary of what the book of Romans is about and what the main idea of it is. Definitely. When I thought about that question maybe a decade ago, I would have answered Romans is about the gospel and justification by faith. And certainly Romans is about justification by faith. But as we've been saying, that is a mountain and there's more and more there. What's interesting is that in Romans 1, verses 1 to 7, Paul lays out what the book of Romans is about. And then in Romans 16, at the very end, he also tells us what the book of Romans is about. So the very beginning and the end of the book, Paul kind of summarizes the whole of the message. And some of the things that show up in both the beginning and the end are Paul talks about the gospel. He talks about the prophecies of the scriptures, that this Messiah, Jesus, is coming as a descendant of David in accordance with the scriptures. And that will be a big theme throughout the book of Romans. He's talking about all nations. He's going to talk a lot about Jew and Gentile and how the gospel is for all. He's talking about the sake of Christ's name and the glory of God. That is going to be a big theme here. He is certainly going to talk about justification by faith, but he's also going to talk about the obedience of faith. And sometimes as we think about that phrase, what does it mean to have the obedience of faith for the sake of God's name? But that's going to be a key theme to Paul. So seeing here 
that Paul has already listed out a lot of the things that he's going to talk about. So then as we get to Romans 9 to 11, where he's asking these questions about what about the Jews, that often isn't a question that I would just think about as a 21st century American. But for Paul, for the gospel to be in accordance with the scriptures, for God to be faithful, for this to be for all nations, that's a part of this gospel. So Paul's going to get us into what is the gospel, how do we live it out in the obedience of faith, how is this to the glory of God, how is this in accordance with the scriptures, how is this for all nations, and how is the gospel going to be taken forward to the end of the world. And we're going to see also that that's part of Paul's goal for writing this in the first place, is he's wanting the Roman church to help him as he goes forth in missions. So as we see the book of Romans, certainly justification by faith, but that's not the pinnacle of the mountain of the gospel in Romans. Thanks for joining us for this episode. We hope it's of encouragement to you and that you join us next time for another discussion. The music excerpts for this podcast come from the song Enthusiast by Tours, which is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution license. More information can be found in the show notes.